From Magpie 24-7, it's time for the NE1 for Bacon Podcast with your hosts, Kyle Thompson and Paul Rudder. By fans, for fans. How's the bacon, did you say? What's happening, everyone? It's Kyle for the NE1 for Bacon Podcast, as always, joined, joined by Paul. Yesterday was my 24th birthday, so I thought I'd just have that day off. Um, after watching the tune, I needed it. God what forbid. A <laughs> what a present, Bruce. <laughs> but um, yeah, I thought I'd have the day off and then return to it. But we've seen the news of um, that Boris Johnson wanted to do his um, like his speech to the nat- nation, see how that affected elite football. So I thought we'd wait till then to get the podcast out. So if you've been waiting on this one, I do apologise for the delay, but uh, we're we're all sorted hey. now. And uh, Boris. They need to hire him on furlough, mate. Honestly, he's fucking shocking. As we're going to talk about in this podcast, is uh, Newcastle fall two one to to Leicester at home. It's the fourth time in a row we've lost to Leicester, mate, in the league at home. Um, I've had had some good memories of playing Leicester, but it's always been at the King Power Stadium. It's never really been at St James's. Um, the last time I think we beat Leicester was uh, the first game I took my little nephew Harry to. Um, we beat them one nil, and Gabriel Obertan scored the winner. So my nephew's oh, first nil. game, the goal scorer was Gabriel Obertan. Like you think, oh, it could be could be such and such big players and such. Overton, like I, I can only apologise. He doesn't like football now, which probably tells you all you need to know about that story. But well, I always remember my first goal, going by myself, not with uh, a relative or anything else like that. But my first goal, going by myself, which it's a magical experience going to your first match with the noise you're coming up the steps and hit you in the face. Des Hamilton, Des <laughs> Hamilton. So I, 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 I beat, I beat the Des Hamilton. Um, but yeah, it's 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 bad times for Newcastle at the moment. We could have probably done with Elite Sport being cancelled for the time being because we're in a bad run. What two points from fifteen now? Uh, relegation form. Yeah. We've fallen down the table, mate. Um, and every Geordie up and down the land's got skid marks as a result of how shite we have been. Um, <laughs> yeah. And it's just so frustrating because. You know, I know you've talked about the little bad run that we've gone on against Leicester. Mate, they didn't get out of the first bloody gear. They didn't get out of the first gear. It's not the first time we've said that, though, mate. I mean, just rewind back a couple of episodes of the Man City game. Yes, Man City are a yeah. better side, but... Do you know what I mean? You've got to have. You've just got to. You've got to try and push the ball out a little bit. I mean, I. I kind of comprehend. We've spent how much on on the forward line? Forty million for Joel and twenty million for Alan St. Maxman. Twenty million for um for for Callum Wilson. Uh, obviously a free transfer for Fraser. But if you were forking out money, that'd be another twenty thirty million. Um, mate, 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 when he was at Bournemouth and he run the contract, I think it was Chelsea was sniffing about him for thirty million. Yeah. So he's he's. At, at his peak and at his pump and at his best, he's a thirty million pound player. Yeah, and you're correct, correct. All of that money, all of and, it, and all we don't even player. we don't even look threatening, Paul. We just don't. I mean, like in terms of 
defensively we pressed Leicester a little bit just like we did against Liverpool and I was fairly happy with the result against Liverpool but it didn't come without of it without its luck against Liverpool Dolo had to make a couple of pretty good saves but Leicester were a hell of a lot more clinical in front of goal and although they had less chances than Liverpool did they took every chance that they got um, and even though defensively like I said before we pushed a little bit more we tried a little bit more things going forward again we just weren't a threat to, to Leicester at all Paul just the, no the threat the annoying thing is mate the annoying thing is right if the opposition team whoever we play in has turned up in a first gear mentality then I'm sorry but we should be able to compete and give them a game and have a good chance of winning especially at home they were well out of sorts bang out of order if they'd have been in second third and fourth or fifth gear they would have absolutely obliterated us but at the end of the day you can say it was a close game only the one goal in it but if you defend as pathetically as Newcastle United did I mean the, the time and space for both goals and Atrocious. everybody stood so far back and you're like oh my where have you found that fucking space from um, it's, it's again it's not as if we've been brilliantly cut open there were great hits by Lester Carroll's was to be fair as well but um, the avoidable goals for me they really are and it comes back to the same old same problems time and time and time again it's the setup of that midfield it is wrong it is bad it is the Jimmy Savile of, 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 of midfields it is warped and tapped in the head and Steve Bruce is the orchestra at the front of this yeah, shit show yeah, it, it, is. It, it really is and we're not again I will say this because you get pulled. It's not a reaction to one game. Rewind back to the Liverpool game. We still said uh, Bruce out. Rewind back to West Ham away first game of the season. We still said Bruce out. We are consistent all of the way through. We are very much in the Bruce out camp. And we joke about elite sportsmen, and well, that, that's going to, uh, you know, that's going to um, mean that Bruce can't join in, or John Joe Shelby can't join in, or whatever. Uh, but but it, it's it's true. It's it's absolutely shocking, and it's just the age-old issues at Newcastle. It's okay to lose, just don't lose by too many. We're not in the relegation zone, so everything is okay. Stick your fingers in your ears until we until we drop into the relegation uh, places. But make no doubts about it to everybody listening. This is Steve McLaren, two point booking or. It is, and the thing is, mate. I, I, I honestly think Steve Bruce is, if if not on the same level, worse because press conferences are a hell of a lot worse under Bruce than they were under McLaren. I haven't seen a manager in my lifetime talk as much shit as what Steve Bruce does in a press conference, yeah. mate. It's, it's the same. Yeah, more shit than Kinnear ever did. Yeah, and that is saying something because I, he he spoke shit by the absolute. It's it's tiresome every week. It is. It's tiresome every week. The same shit. Oh, we're gonna roll our sleeves up, and oh, we're gonna hope to do this. And it's like you've had more investment. Says that though, we're gonna roll our sleeves up. The short sleeve shirt you'd have. It's a vest. (laughs) But honestly, he's he's just absolutely clueless, Paul. I mean. If he thinks, like, he's looked at the last three games, Man City, Liverpool, Leicester, and he says we've played well over the three games. Do you know what I mean? We've conceded seven goals, scored one, and we've, we haven't looked like winning 
any of them. Oh, no, I, I completely understand. I'm not. I'm not deluded. I'm not unrealistic. Liverpool, Leicester, and Man City are probably the three toughest games you could ask for over our Christmas period. But none of them had to go out of first gear. Um, obviously we got the draw against Liverpool, but they didn't start the first. Why, why, why is that, mate? The reason we got the draw against Liverpool, mate, is because we got into their faces and we made it damn uncomfortable for them. We didn't do that against Manchester City and we didn't do that against Leicester. And at the end of the day, if you're not going to at least even try to get in their faces, ruffle them up, disrupt the floor, if you let a Leicester team or a good football inside or a Manchester City or anybody else up the top end play their football, they will defeat you. You've got to have a game plan to disrupt their floor and then try and have some sort of plan ourselves. Yeah. The, our planet, the planet Newcastle, is, is, is basically... Uh, plan A is just, just, oh, well, we'll turn up. And then uh, plan B is just to lose. That, that's, the, the, you can't say we have a style, a way of playing, um, a, a system throughout. Because it's not just the first team that's doing shit, the reserves, the under-18s. Every layer of the, at the football club, probably barring the women's team, who are, who are de- doing decent when they're allowed to play, is shite. Absolutely fucking shite. It, and and, and it, it needs, we need this takeover like nothing else. You're right, mate. Honestly, I hope this is the year. I really do. Obviously, we're going to talk about it after after we've reviewed the Man City match, and, and we've heard like obviously positive whisperings are going about at the minute. So fingers crossed, this is actually the year it happens. But having said that, Paul, we'll go back. We'll go back to this uh, Leicester game, and the team that he put out. I was as happy as could be with the team to be honest I thought Gale yeah, I thought Gale would have been able to get a start because obviously you know he hasn't been getting starts I honestly thought um, Jamal Lewis would have played in place of Matt Ritchie um, but other than that I was quite happy with the team even though Sean's been out of form I think he's been a little yeah. bit better than John Joe Shelby so I thought um, I thought it was a de- oh, my, decent team. My, gran- my gran's been better than John Joe Shelby <laughs> <laughs> First touch, Paul. Oh, abysmal.
because you're watching the matches, do you think we're getting four million pounds worth of value out of him? Because, uh, you know, whether it's Jacob Murphy, Eddie Murphy, anybody, I'd, I'd rather they were playing than Joe Linton. I'd have him on the bench at, at best. He had that little run, didn't he, where we thought, oh, go on, go on. And everybody would give him as much positive energy and praise and, come on, lad, come on. But the reality of it is, mate, I, I, I just... It, it, it just looks shite at the moment. It doesn't look Premier League quality. And, 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 and that, you can maybe carry one of those type of players, but we've got so many in the team. We're just, I'm not sure if the Premier League quality, all in all. Yedlin looks looks good in, in patches, but he's a fine athlete. He can get up and down, but he's crossing. He crosses. It's like having a Ferrari, then put the two-year-old when it comes to a cross. He can't cross. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And there's so many uh, like that. Obviously, the jury's still out on on Sean at the moment. He's not a central midfielder. Why play him in that position? I don't know. Um, the defence, and this is another thing that gets me. Fabian Cher, he's the best player that Newcastle have got on the ball. He's a player who can get the ball, and he's confident in running with the ball. He can bring the ball forward, right? He's the only player in the entire fucking team who can do that, and he's a centre-back, you know? Um, yeah. Gone are the days when you had like players who were comfortable on the ball and would just happily just have it for a bit and run with it. They look shit scared of the ball. They stop. But yeah, Fabian Scher is the only person who looks as if he can. He can we can't pass a ball uh, forward. And, oh, and, and, and then we get to, to the throw-ins. The throw-ins are absolutely fucking dog shit. Oh, we, need, we, we need some sort of coach to come in and, and start coaching these lads because they can't throw a fucking ball forward. It, it just goes back. It's like a magnet to fucking Carl Darlow. And I'm not knocking Darlow there. It, it's just the ball that does end up back to the keeper with Darlow at the moment. Yeah. Uh, there is so many problems and so many things that are, uh, are pissing me off and I'm looking at it. And you make we made the joke before about elite sport. This isn't elite sport, mate. This is absolutely embarrassing. We are embarrassing at the moment. Well, I mean, I, I agree with a lot of what you said. Paul Fabian shares unbelievable on the ball, but Newcastle will look so bloody sloppy, man. Um, we'll try and get the ball forward. We'll even won the ball a couple of times in midfield, and it's just like a couple of pa- a couple of passes here and there, and we might have been in behind. We might have been able to open a chance, but we are so bad on the ball. It it actually looks like we haven't trained on the ball in years, and it's probably the case, Paul, because we haven't. What we don't look like. We've only got tennis balls in this week, boys. Oh, they? Paul, yeah. you're having us no, on. The, the they're not brothers. Guy. No, they're, they're not brothers. I think they're lying. Yeah. They're definitely lying. But actually, while you mentioned while you mentioned Sky, um, a little bit of a bone to pick. I'm not happy. Um, you get the mat. The program for the football match starts at half past one, quarter past two kick off. So what are the proceed to talk about for? 30 minutes of the 45 minute build up of that match they proceed to talk about Man City versus Fibbing Chelsea now I'm yeah, sorry well, 
it, it, it's total bollocks. Like you, you would have thought Chelsea versus Man City was the early kickoff, and um, the early other two kickoffs because we're talking about them. And then it was just interview Steve Bruce, interview um, Brendan Rodgers, and oh, they're playing now. And it's just like how pathetic they're meant to be the pinnacle of um, of t- TV entertainment or sport in this country I mean there's many that copy off them there's many that try to be them but Sky Sports are meant to be the so unprofessional to talk about something else it's like Coronation Street uh, actor talking about EastEnders or something like that or talking about uh, what's going to be coming up in the news or something like that later on concentrate on what's actually happening Um, it is terrible Sky Sports are absolutely uh, getting worse. You thought it was bad with Harry Hands and um, Andy, Andy Gray back, back, back in the day and stuff like that, but at least they used to talk about the actual matches and then it's just gone from farce, sexism and um, you know, the the Jamie, um, Jamie Carragher stuff, then it's gone to, um, you know, you, you've got to do this and that and present it in this that and the other way and we're going to forget about this match because the other one's going to sell more in America and there's so many just things that you can pick the bones out of but you're right and it's not a one-off match it's not a, a one-off thing constantly when you tune in these days there's no build-up to the Newcastle game and I personally find myself listening to Radio Newcastle until the kickoff comes on and sometimes I'll still leave their commentary on because even the commentary they'll oh, be talking about the Manchester yeah, City yeah Hitchcliffe oh my god what is happening in front of you? Yeah, it, it, it is. It's, it, it's, it's just totally... It, it is, mate. It's just totally... It, it's pathetic, to be honest. It, I mean, they should focus on the teams ahead. They should give the right teams the right amount of analysis and stuff. I mean, you've got these pundits. Oh, Steve Bruce is doing a wonderful job. Oh, he's this, oh, he's that. They don't even talk about them long enough to, to, to even look at what he's doing. Do you know what I mean? Or the, yeah. or the problems that we are shouting from the hill hilltops about. Do you know what I mean? But the, the first Pretty half... Great. No, the, n- neither, neither set of fans could give a shit about it, but yet yeah, 20 minutes before the game kicks off, they're talking about Chelsea versus Man City, which was after our game, and it just makes fans of it just makes us feel irrelevant. Do you know what I mean? At least, at least give her the respect we deserve. That's all I'm saying on that one. But um, yeah, it's, the, it's the same. We, we get it off the Sky Sports. You get it off other major people, not Jake Humphries or Adam Eve. One of them. I think BT are good at it, Paul. They don't like build up another yeah. build up another. Um, game in preparation for the other one i think they they do a due diligence even though they've got yeah. pundits that are a bit out of touch uh i seen i think it was uh, it, it's not steve McManaman, is it uh or peter crouch was saying that uh, oh they've got good defense and then alan shearer correct i'm saying that's the first clean sheet in a while peter um it's it's just little things like that do you know what i mean pundits yeah, that are out of touch with it like and that. it's like yeah 
okay. fine, but we get it all the time, mate. The Premier League give us disrespect. Sky Sports give us disrespect, uh, and it's it's gone on for a, gone on for a long time. Um, I mean, even like little examples like Andy Gray when he was doing the five 0 commentary, Darren Peacock's goal is not it's not off the line. Oh, it's not off the line. Ten minutes bang on, it's not off the line. Replay balls booking well over the line. I could see this time that the ball was over the line. Oh, I hate it, Andy Gray, you know. But it got progressively worse to now. The current culture is if you're not one of the top um, six sides, and Leicester really aren't, uh, I know they're up there, but considered one of the big six teams, then they'll just talk about that because it, it, it's just all about appealing to overseas fans and, and fans of these so called big elite clubs. Other casuals, if you will. Just wrongness. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's wrong. I want to know more about the meat on the bone, the nuts and balls, things that I haven't thought about. Uh, maybe having some interviews with some of the players about how hard it's been because we're in a bad run of form or what it's like being under Bruce. I want to hear from the players. That's what I want to hear. I don't want to hear, um, you know, washed up put. I don't want to hear like Jamie Redknapp who really gets on my tits talking about, like you say, Manchester City. Oh, I couldn't really uh-huh. give a shit about it. Yeah. Redknapp does my nodding. Um, I know Mick Richard gets a lot of love, but I, I, I think he's annoying me, Paul. I think he re, he re, it's, I think he's, I think he's like mustard. It's either you love or hate Mick Richards. And don't get us wrong, I liked him as a footballer, but he does not talk himself up on those flipping shows. Like, oh, burst onto the scene. He flipping, no, he didn't. He was good for a couple like of years. Good for a couple of. He was good for a couple of years. Um when he burst onto the scene in quotation marks he was good in that Man City uh, defence won that first title and then you didn't see him again because he picked up loads of injuries he, went to Aston Villa got uh, relegated never seen again sorry he's burst on the scene as much as fucking Stevie Taylor did man <laughs> <laughs> Stephen Taylor oh my god I mean if Stephen Taylor wanted to ever come on the podcast I'm sure it would be a good one but uh, yeah he, he wasn't he didn't burst onto the scene did he but um, bless him no, it's, it's, it, you could use for the same as Steve Taylor. You could use Paul Hunting. There you go. There's another one. Peter Ramage. Uh, Peter Ramage. Uh, uh, he, he ended up. He ended up uh, down this neck of the woods, down in South Yorkshire, playing for the uh, in-laws' team and stuff. Oh, Barnsley. Um, yeah, it was a bit, a bit, a bit of a journey, man. But he's made his way back now. Oh, he's back at the club. Fair play to him. But um, if you, if like, if you're still with him, we haven't talked much about the match, and there's a reason for that because the match was shit. <laughs> That, that first half, although we did press and we tried to make things happen, nothing really to talk about, honestly. Um, we had a couple of half chances going into the second half um, that weren't really much, obviously costed because of a poor passing ability, as shown all game. But the first goal, oh my God, the defending Paul was just absolutely... Yeah, it was. It was embarrassing. Um Literally, uh, the ball goes down the left-hand side. Nobody picks Vardy up. Um, and then Feddy, uh, I do really rate Feddy highly, but he's made a couple of goal-costing mistakes in the last four or five games. Um, and this this one was one of the worst. Um, he lets Vardy cut inside through his legs. It was re- All he had to do was stand Vardy up, and Vardy wasn't going anywhere um, in the position he was in. And he had the angle where he wasn't able to shoot. But he lets him inside... He cuts it in. There's about five or six players back at this time, Paul, but the ball cuts back to Madison, who has about 10 yards of breathing room, and he just hits it, and it, and it hits the top corner. Lovely finish. Yeah, I, 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 I've always liked James Madison. He's one of them players that I think really could hit the top the, the, the top echelon of 
um, the England squad and all that. He's got that capability. And nothing against him, fair enough. He did a little dark not, celebration. Not a, sexy, but... not a sexy name, is it? Not a sexy name, but it gets the bloody job done for them. Um, but it is criminal, it is shocking, it is unforgivable. For, you, you sit there and you think, where the fuck are the midfield? Where, where are they? Where are they? There's no excuse. Defence, just literally five or six of them sitting two yards out from the fucking goal. And, you, and somehow Vardy manages to get that ball back and you're thinking you've snuffed the danger out but oh my you're just giving out a free lottery ticket basically like, oh my word what are you doing that is pathetic that's no team shape no discipline no intelligence it's not picking players up it's like I said it's, it's the Sesame Street like you know t- today's football is sponsored by it's you know, got passing one two three and, and it's brought to you by the letter A for arsehole <laughs> no fucking hell man do something Darlow's got no chance no chance I mean he dived the wrong way so he didn't have much much um, much uh, luck with it but can't, I, I, I can't no I'm not blaming Darlow for a second mate but no. the defending was just absolutely abysmal it just shows the lack of setup. I mean Bruce says in his press conference oh well you know we overcommitted this and over we didn't overcommit we had we had players back that just weren't organised they weren't structured to defend the attack from Leicester um, and the main yeah I think that's Ndidi, I think it was Ndidi. Oh, I was you why, I'd, I'd like, why would you just leave a, a, a bank of Leicester players just totally and utterly free? It's it's as bad as like, when you used to break time at school, be like, oh, we've only got 15 minutes, oh, fuck any rules, it's just a free-for-all, and you'd go for it. No tactics whatsoever. No, there's not. And like you're saying, um, oh, this, that, uh, well, we got, we got caught but then again if you look at Leicester and watch how they play their bread and butter for the best part of seven years has been counter-attacking football do you know what I mean that's been their main go-to um, make sure Vardy doesn't hit you on the counter make sure the, the, the key players don't hold the midfield well like say Tielemon and your uh, Ndiri and cut out the wing player that they provide on the, on the counter-attack and you've relatively stopped Leicester but Bruce again doesn't have an answer for that tactically. Uh, goes in, goes inside, and, that, and that's kind yeah. of it. And his substitutions were absolutely abysmal, barring Andy Carroll, who obviously came up with a goal. But, but even even that though, mate. Even Andy Carroll, one, yes, it worked, but it was a dog shit move. Who in their right mind thinks Andy Carroll, in the shape that he's in, in going ten years, who thinks that's a logical decision to bring him on? in that situation when Dwight Gale is sitting there if I was Dwight Gale I'd have, I'd have knocked Bruce clean out as soon as he said it was coming on because it, it's, it's just wrong yes it worked out but it, 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 it defies logic that it did if you know what I mean yeah pretty much so it's like oh the substitutions were absolutely that of an absolute retard yeah but I, even though Andy Carroll 
is usually a one-way tee. It doesn't fill you with motivation. Was not the worst substitution yesterday, Paul. Um, for me, John Joe Shelby's warming up. I see him come on, and I'm like, for God's sake. Because I know how much energy Matty and Sean needed to use to keep Tielemon and indeed um, contained. And the first give-and-go that Tielemon's does, he just glides past, past John Joe Shelby. Um, Shelby doesn't cover his man. Matty's trying to cover the ground, but doesn't get there in time. Uh, Tielemans gets the ball back. Shelby's about 15, 20 yards behind him, and he slots it in. 2 0, no problem. And this, for me, Paul, was the most unforgivable part of the game. Yeah. He, he looks as if he, like I said, every time he plays, like he smoked 40 facts, and it came out after the game. Oh, well, you know, uh, John Joy isn't actually fit at the moment. He's carrying an injury. Why the fuck bring him on then, you absolute ratchy bastard? Why bring him on? What's your obsession? Is he you, your wank bitch or something like that? You're not going off to a picture of John Joe. Are you that attracted to him and think he's so amazing? Stop looking at his salary, stop looking at his name, and look at how he's playing. He's playing abysmally. If he's injured, he get him out and get him fixed. But he's always injured. He's he, injured more he than plays like, he, injured. Yeah, he, he plays like he's injured, Paul. I really, I really don't see he why like he should be in the squad. Yeah, he's... I mean, the forward passing, that's what he's apparently on the field to do. He does one good forward pass in four or five games. Doesn't warrant for me to be in the first team. And I think yesterday, that goal, that second goal, proved the exact reason I've been saying he needs to stay out with that team for the time being. Hayden and Longstaff, Matty Longstaff that would be, are the two best midfielders because they cover the ground and defensively they can keep with the most compact in terms of a team shape because proven without them, how shit we actually are because I don't know what happened to Matty um, when they brought Shelby on. I think they put him either in a on the left side of a three man midfield. Formation, didn't yeah, it? It, 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 it just didn't work out at all. And then, uh, yeah, and then after the goal, Bruce was going for random shit. He brought um, he brought one of the full backs off for for then Andy Carroll to come on. I mean, Yedlin for Carroll, and like I said, with Yedlin, he's got body of a Ferrari and he's so so fast but like I said the earlier on he's got the crossing of a two year old yeah it's like having a Formula 1 car but Formula 1 car for the top speed and then it and then it comes to the corners and it's like a submarine do you know what I mean mate yeah. it's just like it's not good but he did put a good crossing in that game I do remember him doing so but that first goal he was yeah, nowhere to be seen on one. it and it was on he'll his do, side he'll do one odd crossing you think oh yeah he's, he's, he's fucking brilliant he's got all the tools and I remember back to the championship season he was top draw. He was top draw back in the championship season. But he's one of these players that I've said personally. He's either lower in Premier League or high, higher end championship. And it's nice of a bloke as he might be and stuff like this. And yes, he's come in from the cold and done a job and stuff. Is he good enough? There's umpteen players across our team, but you look at them and think, are you good enough? Are you for real? Yeah. But yeah, he, he, he brought on and he, he, he did try and, I will give Bruce credit for that, I suppose. He did try and change the shape, mate. But it, it, it's like, I say, it's like bolting the, the floodgates shut on the Titanic when it's on the bend of the Atlantic Ocean. It's a bit late, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it, um, I mean, something sooner than that. it doesn't really matter what shape it is, Paul, to be honest, because regardless of the shapes, and I said this a couple of episodes ago, it doesn't matter what setup we go with, we're always going to be open because Steve Bruce doesn't 
know how to mobilise a team. We don't have any plan going forward. I mean, it seems that he said the memo's been, oh, press them a little bit, lads. And it's took them 18 months to suss out we need to press teams. Like, come on, man. Ca you cannot learn at that speed after 20 years of experience, man. Like... I've got nothing personal against Steve Bruce, mate, but it's starting to become personal with him. Do you know what I mean? Because I'm seeing my team every week be held back by this manager because I look at the team that we have and I think we're a good centre midfielder and a good right back away from being a top eight side, especially with the talent that yeah, we've got at the should, forward end of the be, field. We should be much higher, mate. We should be somewhere between 10, 10 and 12 with that, uh, with, with that team. There's, there's no doubt about it. There's the personnel there to be able to go and score goals and to give some teams a, a good um, a good hiding, but it just doesn't doesn't look like that. And, and I'll tell you something else, mate. Yeah, we've lost against some some really good teams. We've got a point against Liverpool. What happens, mate, when we lose against Sheffield United? What happens then? I mean, it comes to something, mate. When we when Sheffield United are the bookies' favourite to beat with. And they haven't won yeah. a game in the league this season. Like, do you know how? Do you know how crazy that is? And like, I'm getting P, I'm getting PTSD flashbacks to the Derby game in 2007 when they won well, one man. bastard game all season, and it was it against Fippin Newcastle. Fippin joke, and I have a feeling it's going to happen again, but it's going to be much worse. Dave Bruce in, in the same county as me once again. Uh, that that could be interesting. It'll be, it'll be hilarious if I've got some work around Bramall Lane at that time, won't it? It'll be very funny because obviously I'd only be out on my official work duties but if I was having to bump into Bruce I could have more than uh, one word <laughs> get him on the podcast <laughs> oh, I, I, it's just got to the point now where like I've gone beyond the stage of where I think oh he's, he's out of his death he's an old man he, he needs to be sent off to retirement it's past that point to the point where I absolutely hate his fucking guts I hate his <laughs> shit excuses I hate his man boobs I hate his haircut <laughs> I hate his tired excuses, I hate his bollocks, I hate the fact that his mates all sticking up for him, and I hate that, well now, and all I can think of, you know him who does the, Farley who does the impressions, Aye. All, when he's talking, I've just got Farley's voice in, uh, in, in my head, well you know lad, <laughs> I think you're a raggy fucking bastard, get him in the retirement home, and yeah. like you say, um, We've got Jacob Murphy playing, and I'd, I'd probably have him in the team at the moment. But Eddie Murphy would do for me. Any Tom, Dick, or Harry, being Newcastle manager who's, got, who's seen a game of football before and knows what they're talking about, he doesn't have the fucking slightest clue what he is talking about or what he is doing. I mean, if he is, I'm sure he's he in the relegation. I'm sure he's. Um, I'm sure he's had over a thousand games as a manager, mate. You wouldn't flip and think it, would you? I mean, you're right, mate, while sleepwalking into relegation, you see who we've got coming up, in it. I tell you what, if we get beat off Sheffield United, if that actually does happen, I can just see social media exploding, mate, in our part of the world. I think Why, it'll be... I, I think it'll be... I think <laughs> I think it'll be proper... It'll be proper nuclear, mate. I think it'll go off. I think it'll just go wild. I think the... I think Bruce they'll be calling for his head. I know there have been in little bits already, but if we get beat off Sheffield United, man, um, especially Tango with... Tango Man has to step up. I said this before, fucking Tango Man needs to do something before somebody tangos him because he gets off so mildly because he has no uh, standards. He has no uh, things that he holds, holds high. I mean, you, you go on Football Manager and you, you, you go on some clubs and they've got a list of 
got visions and expectations. On Newcastle's, it's just, well, show up on time. That's it. You know, we don't have any expectations. We don't have any values, no principles. We're not a community club. We don't engage with the fans. We don't communicate with the fans. We don't sign talented young players that we're going to bring in and make better. Uh, we've got a mishmash of championship players that we had under Rafa and some players who uh, Steve Brooks looks like he's probably scouted on YouTube and, and that that is it we've got a £40 million record side and who turns like a hippo uh, and like in the time it takes Joe Linton to turn then somebody's somebody half of his size like Tealmans has come in took the ball off him run halfway down the pitch took a shot at goal and Joe Linton still thinks he's got the ball he's just <laughs> a bit to take a fucking shot do you know what I mean it is that bad that slow that pathetic that fucked up it is the Jimmy Savile of fucked upness. He is that bad at Newcastle at the moment, and I just don't see where our next win's coming from. But it has to be that Sheffield United match because, like I said a couple of weeks ago, Arsenal relegation candidates. You say Sam Allardyce, you absolute fucking div. Never in a month of Sundays they will rise up that table. We've got them in the cup coming up next week. Then we've got them in the fucking league. So again, it's going to be another case of drop your trousers. As long as we don't lose by too many. Well, do you remember when we had to beat Brentford, mate? That was the beat, beat Brentford, beat Brentford. We'll have to beat Fitland Brentford. It's the same vibe as we play Sheffield United. Uh, we'll have to beat them, but Bruce is so so negligent and so stupid with certain things regarding this team. <laughs> I don't see. I, 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 I don't see we're beating them. What, mate? where he started off isn't it as well how ironic that he could get finished as a manager at the same venue that he started his football journey obviously way back in the day he was involved with Sheffield United and stuff so he could start at Bramall Lane and finish at Bramall Lane and i tell you something um, the temptation the temptation for, for people uh, it is taking so much control for Newcastle fans at the moment because it's something we're passionate about and he reckons he's passionate about it as well mate no but I just don't see it I'm sitting here and I'm hitting every ball and kicking every ball and screaming and shouting like John Joe Shelby, you daft ball bastard, fucking get back, what the fuck? And then bang, you're like, oh, you fucking muppet. You know? Oh, I know exactly what you mean. That. And he can't. You're like, are you that blind? You know? Uh, it, 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 it warps. It warps your head with the Sheffield United match of shoes because I've no doubt it'll be another defeat next week. We're two points made out of 15, I think it is. I mean, that's the, the current stat that we're yeah, on. Um, we're going to be dumped out of the FA Cup uh, next week against another bandit club in Arsenal. Uh, and then we've got a relegation shit fight to look forward to. Yeah. Uh, again. Don't be thinking we're going to be signing players and stuff like that because I, I just. I don't see it. it. It is a clusterfuck. The club is a clusterfuck. It is. Yeah, I think it's eight points from the bottom three as it stands. But they, but eighteenth have got a game in hand. So if eighteenth oh, win yeah. that game in hand, it'll be five points. And then you look at the running that that we've got coming up. And then obviously if we lose to Sheffield United, that comfortable gap doesn't become comfortable anymore, mate. And then the things that we've been saying for months on this podcast and not just us but many a many a youtuber many a twitter account many all of them have said majority the same thing of the writing is on the wall 
and it'll it's starting to come to fruition mate and yet again even though we've been called deluded we've been called this oh bruce is doing a great job it's starting to come into it's starting to come into the geordies were right and we were right about the premier league and a lot of other fans from up and down the country have said oh maybe they were right about the premier league maybe they were a bit corrupt when project big picture was starting to come in maybe that's why we're commenting on every um twitter post on 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 the premier league calling them corrupt and stuff do you know what i mean and people start people were wondering that we were right um a couple of months down the line with project big picture and it might come to fruition again where we're right with bruce but honestly mate, it's, it, I, I don't want to be right i, I really don't I'd, I'd love to be proved wrong I, I but this man is not the man for the club and we're two nil down with 20 minutes to go i think and the game was just dead mate i mean andy carroll give us some hope as bruce would like to say um it was yeah it was i mean it was a bit funny because I, I watched the match with my dad and um he said it, it, the 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 camera panned andy carroll before it went in the box he said what are you gonna do you lanky bastard <laughs> the ball goes into Bye. the box and i doubt if Bolly's into the top corner i look at me dad says that's exactly what he's gonna do <laughs> yeah. i was creased oh, that was the, that was the same I saying it was off Do you know what my dad is? He's on the VAR board. Yeah, you got all that all that shit and circus. And I mean talking about circus, at this time Steve Bruce probably got on his unicycle and started juggling on the side of the pitch, you know, ready for when he joins the circus fucking full time, surely. Yeah, it's not it's hopefully it's not for it it was it was a good finish and it gave her a little bit of little bit of hope but um Bruce kind of Yeah, from minute one. Yeah, they were pretty bad. Like, I mean, Bruce didn't get that little bit of luck. That always seems to bail him out, mate. Because you look at the lucky performances we've had this season, or, or, or games where we've played opposition with best players rested and all that stuff. Um, you look at it and it's like, it's just it. It just luck has kept us out the bottom. Luck and Callum Wilson has kept us out the bottom three at the minute. And the thing is, it's it might not be enough soon enough, because um, Callum Wilson stopped scoring as many goals because he's not getting the service. One, and then two, the luck's drying up for Steve Bruce and it's ran out as we said it would. And it's coming down to quality now to keep winning the league, and he's just not. He's just not that. So he, he's not quality, mate. He's not quality. He's a championship standard, League One standard. I mean, I joked today, but part of us was being deadly serious. Obviously, today Joey Barton's walked away from Fleetwood, leaving them in the league, one place above Sunderland at the Division Three table, and everything. And I was joking on. I says, "Oh, do you think Bruce will go to Fleetwood to <laughs> a manager spot?" But like, part of us was thinking, you know what? He pisses the Magnums off, he winds the Magnums up, and he's done all right with Fleetwood on an absolute uh, shoestring budget. I'd take him over Steve Bruce any day of the week. But then I thought to myself, I'm not that daft. Uh, Fleetwood, Fleetwood and the Cod Army's too good yeah. for Steve Bruce. I mean, don't get us wrong, I, I don't think I would take Joey Barton, but 
at least at least at least he would come in and try and implement an attitude of we're going to win a bit of bottle do you know what i mean whereas bruce doesn't seem to have bottle doesn't seem to have anything it's just kind of well roll with sleeves up and well do this and listen i'm not into tactics and 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 or would we should be expecting to finish in the bottom half of the premier league i think joey bond will try and implement a, a different mentality but um I bet he uses the same tidy excuse on his missus. Well, I couldn't, I couldn't get, uh, you know, I couldn't get into the mood tonight, love, but I rolled my sleeves up and I did this, that, and the other. <laughs> I've got a enough. plan. It's not good enough. You need to be able to perform, Bruce, if you're going to be one of these elite uh, sportsmen and stuff and being able to still do your job and stuff during this lockdown. Yeah, uh, I think uh, he's missed I, the boat with that one, mate, with elite it. manager, to be honest. But um, yeah, fair play to Andy Carroll. Really good finish in the game. Oh, the game ends two one. Um, disappointing Bad result. Ruined me birthday. So cheers, Brucey. But um, nah, it, it it's just one of them, mate. Where on another day could work out a result. Probably not. Leicester deserved the win, just like Man no, City deserved the win. And if it weren't for <laughs> and if it weren't for a little bit of luck with uh, Carl Darlow against Liverpool, it would have probably been the same result. But Bruce seems to think we've played well. But in terms of the review, mate, with the Man City game, I'm pretty much um, done yeah. talking about that one. But it's there's been a yeah, it is, it is, mate. I'm sick of repeating myself. Like, obviously, there's there, there is people that listen that will believe it or not, um, and they must be sick of us saying the same stuff about Bruce. Although we believe we're right, and I hope if they surmount an opinion themselves, they would probably either say the same or something to a similar degree about Steve Bruce. But if you disagree, get in touch. We'll have you on, and we'll have a good debate about it. But um. You, you know it's 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 just tiresome talking about the same thing every week with Steve Bruce. Oh, he's not good enough. He's not good enough. Why can't the people that actually matter, the people that can actually do the, the make the decision, the board realize he's not good enough and realize we're sleepwalking into a relegation fight that we will not win if we get dragged into under Steve Bruce? Because I've 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 seen we're shite under pressure, Paul. We're awful under pressure so much, and you add the pressure of relegation to Steve Bruce, we'll fall by the wayside, mate. We will. And it's like I'm just tired of mentioning this every single week, but I can't. I kind of sugarcoat how I feel as a fan, and I'll be lying is if I if I said anything else to be honest. But yep. on on here you get the 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 full the full truth and the yeah, full feeling at the time. Yeah. Fences, no, not but um, no, we don't make we don't make bold promises. We don't come up with weird little naff catchphrases. <laughs> we don't sit on the fences. We don't try and play political to try and get friendly with the club or people who are close to the club. I know like that. If, if we think it, we, we say it, um, and, and it's as simple as that. There's no filter. Little bit on the, a little bit on the positives actually. It, well, it could be a positive with the Saudis and the Qatar and Qataris actually might be a close to a peace agreement. Um, so it, it involves opening borders. It involves, you know, it involves peace between the two nations, which. Qatar's been yeah, one of the major problems. Also, yeah, it, it, they've been a major problem. Uh, the Qataris in this deal. Obviously, we think the Premier League have allegedly had something to do with the Qataris have had something to do with the Premier League having their head turned on the whole situation. So, if the Qataris are taken away, this may obviously have some. Obviously, it may help the takeover and stuff and help the Premier League. So, there's just fingers yeah. crossed, mate. This this takeover comes through this year because yeah. my God, we need it. Yeah, it's it's one of the major major 
stumbling blocks was the um, was obviously BN and Qatar giving lots of cold air and cold water on the deal and saying we don't like it, we don't like it, we can't affect it, but we don't like it, we don't like it, making their feelings really, really strongly known. You know, if a Qatar can win a World Cup, right? Which we've said before off camera, it's equivalent to giving the World Cup to Red Cow or somewhere else like that, right? Then the, the, their reach can be so, so far. You know, we've seen court cases, we've seen uh, corruption in FIFA, corruption in UEFA. We've obviously been battling uh, Richard Masters and and the Premier League, and things have gotten pot since there's been a change there. So there's corruption, there's gentlemen's agreements. It's like a cartel at time and there's lots of things that need to sort out in football but let's just hope the political situation and the political aggro calming down between the two countries and they're now able to use each other's airspace you can transmit stuff so you can watch you know people in Saudi Arabia can watch TV from over in Qatar let's hope all this political situation just softens it down to give the Premier League a get out of jail card because there's no doubt if all the shit that's uh, around social media comes out in a court case at the moment it certainly doesn't look very good for the Premier League and it could get no. a lot lot harder and a lot more difficult questions asked so it makes it easier for the Premier League to say yes we're satisfied because Qatar will be satisfied yeah. um, and, and this is the trouble in football money talks they're scared of the establishment being uh, rocked but th- this could potentially be a big development in the ongoing takeover uh, saga of Newcastle United. And we have to hope that 2021 is the year, mate, because if it's not, um, then Mike Ashley's going to have to reduce his price a lot. He's not going to want to do that. If we go down, he's going to have to reduce the price again a lot more. And then if we, next season we're still in the Premier League and it's another battle of relegation, bottle the Cups, then again, how attractive is that? You know, when clubs like Burnley have been bought over before, so you've got to start to... Wonder, yeah. To to where to tweak and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, it's it's big, it's huge. You know, you look at some of the players involved in the takeover. They're still liking and suggesting that they are still engaged in the, the ongoing takeover uh, situation and stuff like that. If you look at uh, what's been happening recently, so the positive noises there, and this is another one. They're trying to get the government involved because the government, at the end of the day, are going to want. You've got to think if they buy the club for 300 not, uh, million, they spend a couple hundred million pounds on players, mate. They improve the training ground, they improve the stadium. You're looking at about a total investment initially of around about a billion uh, pounds. That's extra taxes generated, and then that's before you get to the ongoing the regeneration around the city and the other benefits that they can bring to the wider region, which yeah. we discussed with um, the Conservative uh, MP actually for. Um, uh, regeneration of the North East and the level and up agenda that we actually spoke to him um, and he was on about that they were really really he was pushing the government saying this can be fantastic and can literally catapult the North East region and bring in so much money and opportunity so if Boris gets on board gets his head into Kia uh, obviously we've got a good relationship with the Saudis the Qatar thing has settled down now uh, and hopefully these are all positive noises coming um, you know with regards to this bloody takeover which uh, it's the longest saga it's 
it's longer than the Bible, mate. Yeah, it is. I mean, uh, Liam Kennedy put something up tonight. And actually, I, I do want to give him a little bit of credit because during the whole thing with the takeover, he's really came out as one of the best journalists yeah. up here. And it, it, he's actually a Newcastle fan. You get some that support for it, but Lincoln and Charlton and, and all this and the spout shit about Henry Morris. Yes, Luke Edwards, I'm talking to you. Um you've got you've got a couple that just utter lie you've got you've got others that just spout shit for the sake of spouting shit but liam kennedy uh, along with george colgan and uh pete graves and keith downey i think they're the main four that do really good in terms of journalism work up here uh, they're the main four I watch out for lee riders hit and miss uh, at times but liam kennedy i think's really came to uh, is really doing well and i know he's on steve rafe's podcast a lot of the time and he does what he does good things on that but it seems he he's generally one with the people which is good um it's good to see um someone do that and i think he's one of the more respectable journalists but if lame was to ever want ever want to come onto this podcast be more than welcome to do so um but he said in his um article the night that um the letter was revealed from being sports of the other 19 Premier League teams, even though Richard Masters said in his response letter to Chianora that there was no outside interference whatsoever. So, Chi- uh, Chianora... It's already the other way around, mate, isn't it? Aye. It's only the politicians who's doing the lying. Yeah, Chianora, got, Chianora being lied to, um, which wasn't good at all. I'm not, not, not particularly good, but it doesn't surprise us with the Premier League. I just hope... The all this is used in court, mate, and I have no doubt Nick DeMarc will you uh, leave no stone unturned because the reputation that has, he, he might he might look like he ju- he just makes bread in his little ovens and he takes pictures of the countryside and the and the beach and whatnot, but in court when it comes down to business, reputation precedes him as a vicious bastard, and I want him to go after the Premier League and take everything from him, like the stealing from him. He is. There are technically stealing from us, but I want. I want to go in there starving, seething, gushing it, gushing for blood. Do you know what I mean? I want him going, going right in. If he has to take a sword of them, let them go on. But um, no, I want well, Nick them up. Would really go for them? The, the noises made are suggesting is that the Premier League and everybody else will meet in arbitration, and it's going to be like, look, you either come to arbitration and we finalize something that gives us a framework to get this sorted or we will go to court and Mike Ashley will probably make more money that way than he will have to sell at the club you know what I mean yeah you get get a shit ton of damages because you're talking about UK anti-competition laws business laws you're talking about breaking the rules that they've all signed up for which we are a stakeholder of in the Premier League well, Mike Ashley is technically. Um, you look at all of the things that we're getting in trouble for, lying to the government as well. I mean, what, how, how low how low will, will the stoop? You know what I mean? Um, so I, I think hopefully, shortly, we will see an arbitration process. Um, and I think that will be the, a common sense way so every side can sort of safe face a little bit. And um, because they will know if, if they, you know, we've said this before, their list is bird and bird, and no match for our one magpie. No. So they they know it'll be messy, bad PR, and they could lose a lot of money. Um, and it's not just that, but then you know, if, if 
all the dirty laundry comes out, does that put um, sponsors who like a squeaky clean image off? So again, you're going to be losing sponsors. I think we'll end up at arbitration and we will get uh, a framework to move it forward and eventually that will result in the deal. That's my Fingers person. crossed. I'm not, in, I'm not in the know or nothing like that, but based upon the information and how I feel, that is a, a, a likely outcome uh, for me at the moment. Because Mike Ashley, I mean, Geordie's are everywhere, tracking Mike Ashley's aeroplane, helicopters, when they're meeting up at the same places that the Rubens are meeting up. And you, you've got to take it out of I couldn't do it all. I think it's a bit, a bit too, a bit too much, but got to take your hat off and there's clearly lots of spade work i don't believe in coincidences people meeting up uh randomly doesn't cut it at all for me uh, and there's too much money there's mike actually's got too much face involved in it so hopefully mate we, we need it we are desperate for this takeover the club is is stale and tired and crumbling and it's not just the stadium that needs work it's not just the infrastructure the training ground it's not just the players who you know we've got some championship standard players and we've got some deficiencies uh, you know it's affecting our better players asm chuff knows what's up in his head mickey looks miserable as fuck looks looks like he's on antidepressants and he's he's crying into his fucking misses his arms every night you know what i mean it looks really really down destroyed the body language looks awful um, of so many of our players look so demotivated it's like what another battle they're still up wow and they just look as if they I really can't be asked t-shirts are coming out and that's worrying it's got all the hallmarks of previous teams who have gone down yeah I mean we need we need a takeover mate because without a takeover we're completely knackered I mean I kind of I kind of keep going with Bruce every season until we get relegated and then we'll persist with someone else because honestly mate I think if we go back down to the championship now with Steve Bruce I don't think we'll come back I really don't I don't think he's a good enough manager to win the championship nor is he a good manager to get promoted nor is he a good manager to get promoted through the playoffs he's just not good enough mate yeah he is the Wednesday fans down here mate they all take the piss like I can't believe that you've not fucking paid for him you know what I mean um, I mean the same Wednesday fans used to rate uh, Ashlam uh, Lazar like so you know it's, uh, They're it's, a, bit not, slow. it's not a fantastic endorsement but uh, you know when Sheffield Wednesday fans are taking the piss out of Geordies for the manager you know it's a bad situation because again it's another bander club and that's all he seems to be able to, to manage you look at Aston Villa they were a bander club when he was there Sunderland are always a bander club in my in my. Uh, <laughs> yeah, funny as it goes on yeah, you know what I mean. Like we're turning us into just a joke. It's it's so sad to see. He comes to clubs, mate, and he makes them worse. Yeah, I mean to wrap up the first podcast of the the first podcast of. Uh, 2021 mate it seems it's just more the same do you know what i mean um i'd like to be able to tell you i'd like to be able to tell you there's a there's an uphill there's an uphill progression we're starting to move things into the right direction in terms of the football but it's it's not mate i mean it's not going to go forward it, exactly we're not we're not going to go forward until both of Steve Bruce and Mike Ashley leave this football club um, obviously Steve Bruce leaving is a more short t- term solution but obviously the main goal will be to get Mike Ashley out of the football club as well but and take fucking Lee Charney as well aye aye take Lee Charney <laughs> with you too take that fucking um, home, man. Keith Bishop 
Lee Charnley, all of the all the little yes men within the football club and let Welford well, Football Club made. back this year. But um, if there's not if there's anything more you want to add, mate, I'll, I'll leave it there. <laughs> yeah, aye, and that'll take about fucking twenty years to get a transaction done. It's uh, nothing new there, but um. I mean, it's it sounds too realistic, Paul. To be honest, too good to be true, but um. No. I think that's I think that's everything for this week, mate. I think we've managed to cover everything that we need to do. But with all these positives. <laughs> all the positives. But um with the government announcement of obviously a lockdown, elite football is still being allowed to be played within the regulations of um of what they're currently doing. So I suppose lockdown will be a bit more bearable this time with football uh, being a main thing. So we'll be back on Saturday, maybe even Sunday depending on uh, the kickoff for the Sheffield United game I don't know when that is actually no I don't know is it Arsenal, Arsenal we'll play for it yeah we'll, play, we'll play Arsenal in the cup so we'll have a podcast for that and then we'll play then Sheffield um, so United. yeah but so it'll just be hey, I tell you what maybe Bruce after, after, after the game we'll drive past drive past the house and I can give him a I can give him a salute. The news lot out there can work out what sort of salute I would give Steve Bruce as he passes me front door. <laughs> Couple of words as well for with a uh, with a megaphone, but um, I the first podcast. <laughs> But uh, the first first podcast of the year, it's, it's as always, mate. It's always a pleasure. But um, I will love yous and leave yous, and we'll catch yous after the the Arsenal game. But uh, see yous later, everyone.